Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, the Glory Room. Hope you all are having a blessed day. Before we get started, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for your word. Father God, we ask you right now to help us to understand it. Help us apply it to our life. Father God, forgive us of any sins we've done, knowing and unknowingly. Father God, bless the ones that are hearing it and bless the ones that are reading it. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this podcast. We ask you to pour out your wisdom and knowledge into us. Father God, we ask that you get the increase and I get the decrease. We ask you to help me to teach in the spirit and not in the flesh. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So the verse of the day is 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we all will be changed. Subject, embracing change with God. Christian truths, I'm going to say it and pause behind each one to give you an opportunity to say it if you like. I'm waiting on God. God hears my voice. I'm special to God. I'm victorious. We, we always talk about the process and how God takes us all through a process. It doesn't matter where you are in life. We all are in, still in a process. And one of the things about being in a process is we must stick closer to God. We must know that he will guide us through if we allow him. The problem is while we are going through, we keep saying why we don't deserve it or what did we do wrong or we try to get out of the process. The more we try to escape it, the harder it be because we won't accept what God has placed before us. The process might seem complicated, but during the process, we will grow. We will change and develop into children, stronger children of God. The more we stay in and don't go through it, the more we will become stagnant. God would not push us through just because we don't want to be there. No. Sorry, my friends. He will hold us into that one place until we are where we need to be. Genesis 29, 31, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Joseph was in the process. He went from being hated by his brothers to being sold, to being accused, and then being in charge of the whole entire land of Egypt. See, he went through a process. He had a process, the, the, he had a process to hate his brothers gave him. He then had to process them hating him so much that they sold him. Then he had to process all these other increment moments that shaped him in, into holding it together with God. Joseph could have been bitter, mean, and cold, but instead he looked past everything that could have happened. He didn't allow the, the, the process to prevent him from changing. God is working on some of us, and some of us are too broken to let go, too broken to say, God, help me. But until you say, until I say, God, I'm broken. But I want to go through the process with you. We can't go through it alone. We can't do it in our own strength. It, it takes God to change us. It takes God to change the broken. It takes God to help you through your broken stage, through your angry stage, through your hurt stage. Proverbs 18.51 says this, The heart of the discerning requires knowledge for the ears of the wise seek it out. God is ready to set you free, but you don't want to go through the process. God is saying today, I can guide you through the process. You won't be alone in this process. Keep your hand in my hand. I won't leave you or forsake you. I'm the alpha and the mega. I won't let you sink. I help you swim. He said, the world is trying to break you, but I'm trying to carry you through. He said, don't look back. I have been here all alone. Yes. God is saying it's time to heal. It's a healing season. The process is a lot. It's a lot to accept. But what God is saying to you is that if I help David through his process, don't you think I'm going to help you through yours? He said the thing is David 
listened through his process. He chased me through his process. He seeked me through his process. He said David had to fight Goliath. He didn't come to Goliath with sword and shield. He came to him in my name. He said, when you're walking through the process, he said, walk in my name. He said, it's not what you have on your feet. It isn't about what you wear. It's about walking in my name and seeking me. First Samuel 17, 35 says this, I went after it, stuck it, rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by his hair and struck it and killed it. You see, David had to go through the process. He had to learn how to rescue sheep and other animals before he could ever rescue the big things and people that counted on him. It's a process. We can't go swimming until we learn to swim. God is trying to teach us and show us through the process. But we are looking and watching while we do while he do this. The process isn't about just going through. It's about learning what he's trying to teach us. What is God trying to teach you today? The process is something we all must go through. No matter where we are in life, we all are going through this, through some type of change. It's not about the change. It's about we pro- the process, the moments in it. It's about changing and learning what God is trying to show you. Some of us are going through the same process over and over and over and over and over because we are learning it. We aren't learning it. We aren't seeing, not hearing, and not hearing God. Wherever you're going through, ask God to show you what you need to learn. Pray to God and ask and wait in his presence. And he will show you great and mighty things. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we don't, we thank you. We don't know what you're doing in our life. And sometimes it, it doesn't make sense. But we ask you right now to change us. We, we continue to help us see the sunshine through the rain. We ask you to help us, let us see what you're saying and hearing your voice. Lord, guide us into your truth. Show us what we need to know. Your word says you're our sheep. shepherd. Please help guide your sheep. Father, right now we rebuke any unseen spirit that's attaching itself to our lives and blocking our process. Lord, we want to renounce anything and anyone standing our way. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So today's topic is embracing change with God. You have to embrace the process. A lot of us are going through the process and we're grumbling every step of the way. Every day we're getting up. Why is God doing this to me? I know God hates me. Why do he hate me so much? It must be something I did. It must be some unspoken thing I did. No, God is carrying you through this process or trying to carry you, but you're you're fighting him. He's almost like a fireman that goes in a building and and he picks up someone and they're fighting him to get down because they want to stay in the fire. And they're not seeing that this fire is going to take over and they want to stay with the possessions that's in their home. And the fireman's like, no, let's go. You need to leave. That's how we are. We're in a burning building that we don't want to let go of. We have, we're holding on to possessions that he's saying release. God is saying to follow me through the fire because right now you're going through something because you're not listening. We have to learn to listen to God when he speaks in order to live a life of righteousness and holiness. That's one of the things we must do is listen to God because we don't know how to live a life of righteousness. We don't know how to live a life of holiness. We don't. We can say all day, well, I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't do this. Those are just a list of things that you don't do. But to live a holy and righteous life, we can only do it through God's strength and will. And he's trying to carry us through that. 
Another thing that we have to understand is that opening our word will also show us the things that are holy and righteous to God. Because like we talked about a couple of days ago, is that what we think is righteous, what we think is holy, what we think is a sin, or what we think he might have a problem with, he might not, he might do. That's why we have to read our word every day and apply it to our lives. That's why we must stay in constant communication with God. That's why the Bible says pray constantly. We have to pray constantly, giving ourselves to God. Because you watch things, you hear people, you hear different podcasts, and you take on all these different ideals of different people. And how do we filter it out? We must do it through God's strength. We can't filter it out in our own strength. We, we can't. It's, it's no way. Uh, the thing that I find very unique, the, the three years that Jesus was here on earth, he had 12 disciples. And each one of them followed him day in and day out. They listened to his teaching. They, he taught them how to pray. He prayed for them. He showed them this is the way you do things. But we have the Bible right in front of us. We have the ability to talk to God anytime, day or night. But we won't do it. We don't want to waste the time of, we feel like we don't want to waste the time of talking to him. But it's not a waste to talk to God. It's not a waste to pour out your heart to God. It, it might feel like that, but that's just the attack of the enemy. The enemy is going to make you think that the things you're doing is foolish. The enemy is going to make people around you tell you that what you're doing is foolish. But what you have to stay in constant reminder of is that how he brought you through different moments, how he blessed your, your life, how he guided you through. Because some of us have testimonies that we're, we haven't even told because we feel like people will make fun of us or we feel like it's not good enough. But whatever God brought you through, hold on to that and know that in this, this is the same way he's going to do you now. He's going to help you through it. Joseph could have been the most bitterest person because he had constant problems. But each time he did not let that change him. He stayed the same. He stayed holding God's hand. And that's what David did. David went to Goliath as big as Goliath was. And he was like, hey, I'm taking you down, but I got God on my side. And I think I remember that Goliath laughed. Like, really? Y'all sent this little guy over here? Really? To, to kill me? No. He laughed. And the people that was around him laughed. Because David, I think, was a lot shorter than him. Everybody was shorter than Goliath. But what Goliath didn't know was, yeah, I might be tiny. That's what David would say. I might be tiny, but I got someone so much bigger than me. And that's what we have to remember. Through this process, we got someone so much mightier, so much power, so much strength that can guide us through our deepest, darkest moments. Even those moments that you quickly feel like your mind is going to bitterness. Say, God, my mind is going to bitterness. My mind is going to hatred. My mind is going to malice. I, I want to I argue. I want to I I cause chaos. Tell them, God, I feel this type of way. Help me. I'm quick to say, God, I'm feeling some type of way. Please help me. God, I'm a little angry. Please help me. God, I don't understand. Please help me. Constantly asking God, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. Because he's the only one we can lean on. And he wants us to be fully dependent on him alone. Not leaning on other people, not leaning on mom and dad, not leaning on our sisters and family, but leaning on him alone. And in this process, that's what we need. And in this process, sometimes he put us through a process so we can see we need him. 
Sometimes we go through because we're not on our knees enough. And he, he causes things to happen in our life so we can draw near to him. Some of us forget how great he is. Some of us forget how much of a comfort he can be. He comforts people through their darkest moments. Don't you think he care? He comfort you? We're too busy looking at everybody else's process. Well, when she got through her process, uh, she got a, a car. She got a house. Uh, I wonder what I'm going to get through my process. You might get a peace of mind. Let's pray. Let's start praying for a peace of mind. Let's start being content with the houses and the cars we have and pray for a peace of mind. Pray that we get through this process and our hearts change. We have to stop looking at God's going to give me things. The blessing that God's going to give me is things. Yes, we, we like to have things. Yes, he likes for us to have things that we enjoy. But let's start praying for our mental health. Let's start praying for our, our emotional uh, being. Let's start asking God to help me not be so, so angry. Help me not to be so aggressive. That's what we need help with. We need to be grounded before we start asking God for all these things that if we're angry, we can go into road rage. If we're bitter and, and, and full of malice, we can go in our homes and destroy it because we're so full of bitterness and anger. Our mind might not be ready for that. That's why God's trying to get us ready. That's why it's a process. You seen David, he, he said, I dealt with sheep. I dealt with different animals trying to kill my sheep, but I reached in and I grabbed it. God is trying to give us a process of doing things. He's trying to heal our mental state. He's trying to help us financially and not giving us money, but helping us learn how to manage our money. Some of us are terrible with our money. We're not willing to say, hey, I'm terrible with my money. But that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to work out the kinks that's in our life. But some of us so busy want to step to level 12 or step 12. What about 1 through 11? What happened to that? God is trying to prepare us. So when we do get to step 12, when we do reach a, a level 12, we could be like, okay, I'm ready for this. I, I wasn't ready then. I would have destroyed this. I have anger problems. I would have ran this car into someone's other car. I would have got out of the car and said something. I would have did this. I would have did that. And y'all know, if you're being truthful, you know that sometimes when you're on the road, you're angry. And so having a new car like that, you might not have been ready. You might not have been ready for that husband. You might not have been ready for kids right now. But God is working you through a process that he's saying, wait on me. Because I've got something in store for you, but you're not ready. I've got this in store for you, but you're not ready. i got that in store for you, but you need me mentally right now. God sees what we need and we see what we want. We got to start asking God to show me what I need. Show me what you're trying to show me. Because right now I'm blind to everything because I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. And he'll show you. But we have to be ready to say, okay, what you show me is true. I'm, I'm willing to accept this. Are you willing to accept what's going on in your life? Are you willing to accept that it's a process? Because some of us aren't. Some of us are ready to get through the process. And yes. Process is, is it's tough. It's tough business. I'm going through a process now. We all go through processes. But the thing that makes it better is that we're going through it with God. We're going through it with him. And he's helping us see what we need. Let's look at some verses before we run out of time. Okay, go to Isaiah 43 and 18 through 19. So we're going to go to Isaiah 43. 
If you have your Bible or you have your U version Bible, that's fine too. Okay, the NIV says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now spring up, do not perceive it. I am making a way in the wilderness, esteeming in the wastelands. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. But forget all that is, is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do a new something new. See, I've already began. You do not see it. I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in this dry wasteland. See, it says it here. He says, you do not see it. We don't see the process. We don't see the point of him taking us through the process. But he said, I will make a pathway through the wilderness. He said, I will make things, I will open doors that no man can shut. I will give you opportunities that you never thought of. I put you in front of boardrooms and, and open up ways for you to make more money and do more things in my name. But you don't see it right now because you're just looking at the process. He said, I will create rivers and dry wastelands. Things that's impossible to do, he'll say he step up and do it. Here, open that door. Ideals that you have that people keep saying is crazy. Here, open the doorway for someone to say, hey, let me sponsor that. Let me donate to you. Oh, I want to open up a business, a bakery business. So no bakeries here. Okay, let's let's open up a bakery business. Here, have people, place people in your life and in your in, in, around you that will help you open those doors up. And that's called favor. But some of us aren't ready for that because... Our temper is not right because our attitude is not right because we're still full with bitterness because we're still full of hatred. We're still thinking, oh, once I get on the top, once I get all this money, someone's going to ask me for money. I'm going to tell them no. That's bitterness. That's hatred. That's selfishness. God wants to get you to a place where you say, hey, you know, when I get there and someone needs something, I'm going to be able to help them. See, our mind has to be different. He can't bless mess. <laughs> I had a pastor say that to me one time. He said, you can't bless mess. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right. And I learned that. As life kept moving, I understood he was not going to bless mess. God will hold you to the level that you are through that process. He will hold you through that process until you see that you have to change. Because some of us are not humble enough to accept that we need to change. Some of us are just so... I'm not going to say conceited or so unwilling to change because we see nothing wrong with the people that we are. That's why some of us are going through what we're going through. We have to be willing to let go. We have to be willing to say, whatever you carry me through, please help me to go through it without grumbling. Please help me to go through it without, without any arguments, without fussing and, and, and grumbling. Okay. Um, let's look at that. We got time for another one. Go to Titus three and five. If you have your Bibles, go to Titus three and five. Okay. NIV says he saved us not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing and rebirth and renewal by the Holy spirit. Three and five in the NLT says this. He saved us not because of the righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. God is not saving us because we are who we are. He's saving us because 
uh, no, he's not saving us because of what we have done. He's saving us because of his mercy. It's nothing we could ever do to, to earn grace, to earn mercy. It's nothing. It, it, that's not how that works. He gives us mercy and grace because he loves us. He gives us mercy and grace because he sees that we're struggling. He sees that we keep bumping our head and we're not opening the door. We keep bumping our head against the door, but we're not opening the door with the doorknob. He said he saved us through the washing or rebirth and renewal of the Holy Spirit. He saved us through, by giving us the Holy Spirit. But some of us just have the Holy Spirit and we're just carrying it along. We all get the Holy Spirit. We all have the Holy Spirit when we give, give our life to God. But it's up to us to use him and talk to him. But some of us just carry him right along. Oh, I, I don't need him. He, he's just there. That's why some people speak in tongues. That's why some people are active in some of their gifts because they use the Holy Spirit. Not use them in a bad way, but use them because he's there. He wants us to depend on the Holy Spirit. He has given us the Holy Spirit to help us through our worst days. The Holy Spirit is here to help us and comfort us and teach us. But how will we ever know if we don't use him? If we don't say, hey, I need your help. He wants us to use him. He wants us, not in a bad use, but in a good use, like using him like uh, Clorox to a dirty table. That's what he wants us to use, us at, use him as. Not someone that's just seeking him for gifts, seeking him for money. No, use him in a way to help you get through your day. He loves for us to talk to him. When I walk in my room tonight, I'm like, you're welcome in this room, Holy Spirit. In my car, you're welcome in this car, Holy Spirit. Because we always want to welcome him in our lives. I pray you all have a blessed day. Remember that whatever process you're going through, that God is with you. And that if you feel that you're going through a process and you're grumbling and complaining, ask him. Help me not to grumble. Help me not to complain. Help me to see what I, what you see. And we will never see fully what God sees because his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not his, our ways. But he will give us a glimpse of it. So I, uh, remember that Jesus loves you. I love you too. Remember to like, subscribe, and follow. Remember to send to a family member or a friend. Remember to post on your social media if you don't mind. And remember the memory verse, the verse of the day. The uh, further reading and reference are at the bottom and the um, devotion will be tagged at the bottom as well at midnight between 12 and 5. Okay, thank you. Be blessed.